if that is the case, uh, I think we do make the Quran one, two, three, four. Uh, four, five, six, seven. Yes, uh, I think we do make a forum honorable members uh, without any further delay. Let me welcome everyone who is uh, present in this meeting today and say that uh, we might be having a little bit hectic um, program that will require that uh, we use the time available uh, a little bit uh, productive um, uh, as well have uh, highlighted what are the key issues that we are expected to be dealing with. Uh, any apologies, uh, Mr. Kotze and Ms. Boss? Uh, good afternoon, members and the guests. I've got apology from Mr. Mtenjani. He's joining us a little bit late. And the apology from the minister, he's attending a cabinet meeting. Thank you, Chair. Okay. Okay. Having said so, honorable members, uh, Today we have got three items, and uh, hopefully we will use uh, uh, that that much more to the benefit of this meeting today. The first issue, honourable member, that we'll be dealing with is the is the adoption of the report as we have dealt with uh, uh, last week. And then we will deal with the, with the minutes um, of the meetings that we have conducted so far. And then finally we will deal with the program of uh, the solar water heaters, and uh, we will then uh, close the meeting after that. Um, last week we dealt with almost all the issues, honourable members, and I'm sure most of us. Uh, um, most of us we. We dealt substantially with the issues, uh, except one matter that members felt wanted to deal with it. So I want to check now as we move forward um, whether honourable members have got the have got the the report now. Any take. The only part on the report, we can't deal debate with the on the report is to check whether the amendments affected or corrections 
or addition, whatever it is, whether amendments or subtraction, are a reflection of the discussions or of the processes. And then we will go to a last item to one part which the committee did not deliberate. And I, I made a commitment that we will only deal with that. They haven't given honorable members a chance. We will only deal with that in the in the in the in the in the committee today. And that's what that's only one recommendation that was proposed and effected and not deliberated uh, 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 in the committee. So before I go to the adoption of the of the report, is the report except that one part I talked about a reflection of what was discussed, uh, or is any other matter that would have been omitted? Chair, Chair Mr. Masaule has raised a hand. Honorable, uh, okay, let me check. Uh, Honorable Masaule. No, thank you very much, Chair. Uh, I wanted to have a suggestion on the uh, agenda items. That since we are joined by the department and certain items may not necessarily need them, I, I, I would not predict uh, how our discussions will be shaped, but I wouldn't want them to be part of uh, uh, disagreements and arguments that we may have uh, in the meeting. So I want to suggest that item one and two be the last. We start with uh, where the department is concerned so that after that we release them and uh, we are left with the meeting of the portfolio committee alone. That's a suggestion, Chair. Honorable members, I'm very democratic. I lost you, that's my problem now. I can't see what happened to my... Do you see me? Hello? I don't see you, Chen. I don't know what happened to my... To your camera? Yes. I only I only see this uh, where you this named who joined. Can I please assist Chair? But in the meantime, Chair, can I suggest that maybe you we can hear you. You can while IT is. Honorable members, there is a proposal that uh, we we start with. I would have loved to stay, Honorable Masaule, but I don't think it's a transmesh. But we must then have time, cut off time, with the department so that we don't end up not doing the work. Because in the main, we would have loved to adopt the the, the report first. So that because that would have been the main purpose of the meeting, but I don't think it's a train smash. Chair. Yeah, no. Chairperson. Yes, ma'am. My fear is that you know when you deal with politicians who speak non-stop, ne? 
if we refer this matter back at the end, we might find ourselves not having enough time for it. I don't see any crime or any problem with the department being here. It's 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 not going to take that long. It will probably take like less than five five minutes each. So my proposal was that let's keep it as it is so that we don't find ourselves not actually doing the most important uh, business of the day, knowing how we cannot even keep time most times. Thank you, Chair. Honorable Mashaule, will it kill anyone if we dispense with this matter so that members can have more time to deal and managed. Can they have more time to deal with the what's happening now? My camera is not working. So, person, my hand is up. Yes, yes, Mamu. Okay, yeah, now. Yes, Honorable Malin. Chairperson, uh, okay, greetings, Chairperson, the department and the colleagues in the PC and our guests. I'd like to concur with the whip chair. Let, let us give the department first to present. You, you have been always guiding this PC in terms of time. So there are things that are for the PC, not for the department. Remember, we are oversighting the department. Can we start with the department so that they live and we do and we deal with our business? Thank you very much, Chair. Honorable members, I really don't have a problem. Let me say, let me say this so that before we have too long time, either way, it's one and the same thing. Can we? Because this item, so that we don't take too long, this item uh, had about uh, 15 minutes for it to be done. And the minutes had about uh, also 15 minutes. Can I give the department, and we'll have discussions on the matter of the report up until whatever it is, up until um, uh, 10 past 2. After 10 past 2, whether we are finished or not on the report, we will then go straight to the to the report and adopt the report. Uh, I don't have a problem either way, so let's not have that long a discussion. Can I then, Department, Babu, Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, good morning, Chair, and also. <laughs> Can I? I'm giving you. I'm very fair. This thing, you must do your own calculation. Your report, where we're gonna give you from 20 feet means you've got 40 minutes. But because I'm a future person from Kotak past to Kotak, continue. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, good morning uh, to yourself, Chair, and also good morning to um, Honorable Members. In fact, you are in the afternoon right now. 
good afternoon. Uh, greetings to all the DDGs in attendance and also the senior officials from government, uh, the support staff of the portfolio committee, members of public, and also our media organizations in attendance. Chair, we will try to be very brief in our presentation as per your directive. Uh, there is one point that I just want to clarify, uh, Chair. Yes, uh, the apologies for, for the apology for the minister is for cabinet committee, not a cabinet meeting. I thought that uh, I should just put that uh, to honorable members. Chair, we are presenting a progress report on the implementation of the National Solar Water Heater Program, you know, to the PPCMRE. Uh, we would, I will just deal with the, the purpose and the brief background around the program. Uh, Chair, we know that uh, there was a bit of a, a delay on this uh, program and uh, we had to, through the minister, to intervene because there was a challenge of the release of the geysers. You will remember that when we appeared before the committee, we made a commitment that, that uh, by, by February we should be having the solar geysers on rooftops. And so we had a challenge with the suppliers, which are the manufacturers, in terms of uh, the release of uh, those uh, solar geysers. But we had a constructive uh, you know, discussions with uh, the three companies except one that uh, still refuses to release the, the geysers, but will continue engaging the company with the understanding that uh, we need to be you know, able to finalize this program as soon as possible. Now, this company, it constitutes between 8.9% of the total number of the solar geysers that we, we have uh, procured. And so we will make sure that uh, this matter gets the highest level of attention that uh, it deserves. Now, Chair, coming to the actual presentation, on slide two is a presentation outline. I'm not going to go through the presentation outline. I will just actually zoom straight into a slide number three, which uh, talks uh, to the purpose of the presentation. Now, the purpose of the presentation is to provide a progress report to the committee about the implementation that uh, the department has made to date in respect of the National Solar Water Heater Program. We would also outline some of the challenges and also the implementation plan that we have put in place and the project uh, risks and some mitigation plans that we have also initiated. As the honorable members might be aware that uh, for the, the program, you know, there was an additional storage cost that uh, was incurred as a result. Uh, this, uh, you know, put us to, 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 to have, a, you know, a fruitless and wasteful expenditure or we not uh, taking delivery of the goods uh, on time after the completion. And so we'll also report about the project timelines as well, Chair. Slide number four, here we are just giving a background in terms of the, the program. Uh, I'll go to bullet number three, Chair, where we indicate that uh, we, the department had to review the performance of the program and also to encourage the use of non-grid technologies uh, precisely for job creation and also to optimize the benefits to the end users. And so that is the critical part that I thought I should just reflect on, on slide number four. Slide number five, Chair and Honorable Members, we are indicating there that uh, 
This uh, model of the National Solar Heater Program has three components, uh, namely uh, social component. It has got its own uh, advantages that we have explained. What are those advantages? We also have a repair and replace uh, component with uh, its own uh, advantages as a result of what happened in the phase one of this program. Now we have to come in and also to provide a solution there. Now, load reduction component as well, uh, it has got its own uh, advantages. Now, when you go to slide number six, in slide number six, we are indicating the policy objectives. We have uh, the, I mean, a few of them. Uh, number one is to reduce electricity demand uh, from the grid and also to mitigate against adverse climate change, uh, to cushion the poor against the increasing electricity tariffs and also to facilitate the creation of uh, local manufacturing industry. And further, Chair, on slide number seven, to create employment opportunities by providing training and uh, also to develop unemployed citizens through opportunities within the program itself. And we also looked at the skills development through capacity building program related to the project. And lastly, Chair, uh, it will be the economic empowerment for women, youth, and people with disabilities through the business opportunities emanating from the program. Honorable Chair and all members, uh, I would then now hand over to the Chief Director. That will take not more than uh, 12 minutes to go through the, the presentation. Uh, thank you very much, Chair and all members. Over to you, uh, Chief Director. Okay, uh, good morning, honorable members. Uh, I'm Mudise. We'll be taking you through the detail of the presentation. I would start with slide nine in terms of uh, what led to the significant delays, as the Director General has already indicated. Slide nine to slide 14, it's the slides are trying to unpack each point that you see on the on slide nine. In the main, uh, the country through the department had to address some of the lessons that came from uh, phase one, which led the situation that we have been addressing for the past three years. We had a significant amount of products that are imported to the country, which failed to adapt within the climatic conditions. And we also had to deal with issues of poor quality installations and also the unreliable verification and poor alignment of the policy objectives to what the program is trying to assist in achieving those. So the following slides in terms of 10 to 14 are unpacking each of those points in terms of how those issues were addressed. But I also need to flag to the honorable members that one of the dissatisfaction that was raised by municipalities under was that not having in terms of ensuring that program that is implemented in their jurisdiction area, they are well uh, hands-on and leading the process, and the department had to deal with it. 
So all the issues that came as lessons from phase one had to inform how the revision of the model should unfold. And you would uh, recall that the program under phase one, we rolled it out as a rebate program under ESCOM from which the suppliers would procure as well as installation and claim a rebate from ESCOM. However, the current phase, uh, there is no rebate. Hence, we're calling it a social program where is also to benefits of the and the needs are located to municipalities for free. But we have since observed that uh, alignment in terms of Intergovernmental Relations Act, all the municipalities that are participating, we have already uh, signed the agreements. The issues of importation in terms of the goods, the units that would be rolled out under this phase are now compliant with the specifications as released by National Treasury, particularly on local content where the tanks and collectors are meeting uh, a threshold of 70% each. With respect to uh, the issues of, of uh, implementation, when it comes to uh, technical feasibility, as I said, the department had to deal with various issues coming from uh, phase one. We had to ensure that in all the areas of installation, technical feasibility assessment studies are conducted and at present, we are happy to report that in 15 municipalities of those that are participating, uh, we have concluded uh, technical feasibility assessment in exception of three municipalities. So with your approval, honorable members, I would go to slide uh, 15, which now talks to when the department released a bid for manufacturing, supply, delivery, and warehousing of solar water, it gives us for a period of three years, that was for 2015, 16, 16, 17, and 17, 18 initial year. So of this bid, 12 uh, suppliers were contracted and ultimately 87,206 were manufacturers. I also need to flag that on the basis of the revision of the model, we also had to pilot this model to make sure that it responds to the issues that we needed to address from phase one as lessons learned. 200 units have been uh, installed in Nelson, Bay, Nelson Mandela Bay municipalities of all the requirements that were needed. And I can happily indicate that of those installations, uh, we have never received any complaint which meant to confirm the sustainability of the, the model. Next slide. So, Honorable all I've seen you the keys on the program. The program is intensive and it involves a lot of role players depending on their respective mandates. We have got local government through the municipalities. We have got national treasury in terms of the budget allocation, the department also supported by Department of Employment and Labor. And I would indicate why they play critical roles in terms of their respective mandate. From the Department of Employment and Labor uh, perspective, they funded the program, particularly when it comes to uh, training, because as we all know that the country has a high unemployment statistics, we also needed to address that, in particular, to make sure that we create the necessary skills, because this program falls within one of the areas where uh, the designated groups or the previous uh, historically disadvantaged participants have not been there, and we need to make sure that we redress that point. 
the department also took into account uh, internal capacity constraints and we also wanted to make sure that the issue doesn't affect the implementation of the program and ultimately the central energy fine technical unit had to support the department in rolling out the program as a result they also contributed with the financial resources as well as the technical team which went to as far as also uh, tapping from the technical units of Pro, uh, petro sa particularly on project managers because This is one realistic overall project management uh, capacity. The slide on institutional arrangement linked to the one that I have just uh, touched on in terms of the role players. With respect to the allocation of 36 million uh, from Department of Employment and Labor, the allocation is based on the unemployment insurance fund and the selection, the identification and selection of trainees is done through uh, that act to make sure that the funds are accounted based on the regulated space from the UIF uh, point of view. So in relation with that, in terms of the allocation, 70% of the beneficiaries in terms of trainees have to be linked to the UIF uh, benefits, whereas 30% focuses on adding more youth uh, to the program. Slide 18, Honorable Mensas, gives uh, a breakdown of the budget in terms of the key activities that needs to be done before the actual installation. You would note that um, you would see that of the units that have been uh, procured in the three financial years, 15, 16, 16, 17, and 17, 18, we also had to add additional budget particularly to make sure that all the national uh, competing objectives that the director general has touched on are also uh, realized on to that the budget as i mean supports the implementation of the program the department together with the central energy fund went to an extent of ensuring that there is negotiation especially when it comes to the pricing of installation per unit by all the service providers and as a result we had to negotiate that the installation based on the lessons took uh, taken from the pilot project at the moment we kept uh, the price in light of the previous issues that had been more of uh, contentious issues with municipalities where the units but by technical communities, technical feasibility assessment, and at the moment, I would say over 90%, as we present today, has been uh, concluded. And I would also, at a later stage, touch on what is coming out of those uh, studies, because these are municipal-specific issues, which are not uh, the same in most instances. We also having uh, what we refer as a tracking and monitoring system from which all the units, starting from where they are released, from the manufacturing point of view, to the point where the unit is installed, uh, it's been tracked on where is it at any point. 
into account internal capacity constraints when it comes from municipalities because uh, in some municipalities they have got challenges in terms of the required necessary uh, team skills that uh, would enable the program to be implemented as required. We're also supporting municipalities to ensure that they have got community liaison officers. They also have quality assurance officers, inspectors and administrators who would make sure that on daily basis issues are addressed as and when they come uh, forth. On energy and water sitter monitoring and moderation of services in one of the lessons that we took was poor installation and this fact that if a training one as a kinet however in this phase we need to make sure that the installation is based on proper training and accreditation hence uh, a key role that is played by energy and water sitter on an accredited uh, unit the amount that you see the honorable members with respect to the 50, 52 million would increase a little bit on the basis that now we have uh, added the component on procuring uh, protective uh, equipment for the learners and like as now they would be releasing the final part in terms of what needs to be observed with respect to the regulations in the next reporting we would indicate exactly how much it would be because the 52 million was excluding the PPE for COVID-19. And with respect to training of installer assistants, when they successfully complete the training, they would walk away with the box of um, toolkits to make sure that they start being active with respect to maintenance and operations. And we're expecting that because they would be accredited in future, they should be able to participate with their own SMME companies through the installation uh, phase. The slide on past, current and MTF honorable members is trying to outline the budget limitations since 2017 when the program budget was cut significantly and the department had to resolve otherwise it would have affected implementation significantly. In the current financial year of 2021, uh, the program is allocated from the department point of view. It's uh, 76 million. However, with additional budgets allocation from the key role players, uh, it's over uh, 200 billion. As you would have noted in one of the slides that the Central Energy Fund uh, committed 200 million and we also have 36 million from uh, the Department of Employment and Labor. However, I need to indicate that it's not only those. Currently, the unit standards that are being used, it's a contribution from Department of Higher Education and Training to ensure that accreditation happens and we move away from a potential uh, trap of tra training institutions, especially the fly-by-night. So all the unit standards across all municipalities, it's same training based on the accredited uh, standards. You would see when I touch on the slide where it breaks down in terms of how the training is, is offered. However, the red part that you see on the slide, we were trying to highlight to the honorable members that in terms of the national development plan, the target that has to be achieved by 2030, it's 5 million installed units in residential areas. But with effect of the cost of the per unit, as it stands, we estimating that currently the, the units will be treating 500, taking into effect 
the past pricing of where units were up to uh, 8,000. So with this kind of pricing per unit, it would be difficult to meet the 5 million installed uh, units by 2030 if the trend in terms of the budget allocation uh, remains the same of less than uh, 100 million. Next. So, honorable members, uh, on slide 20 and 21, we are outlining the which municipalities are participating, how many uh, geysers have been allocated, the number of uh, installer assistants which will be trained in those specific areas. And I also need to indicate that our lessons from phase one, where people come from other provinces to come and participate, where, whereas there is high unemployment statistic, we have tried to address that in making sure that only people from that particular municipality are the ones who are trained so that post the implementation, there is no issue with O&M uh, issues. They are there to address those issues. And also when future opportunities are arising, they are able to actively participate. As the DG has indicated that the program has already experienced um, fruitless and wasteful expenditure due to additional storage, you would see, honorable members, that units have already been um, de delivered in those municipalities we have given leaders delivery is still in progress as we in we, we we present now and we also have a column that deals with the province in terms of where the status is however on the red uh, band on row 16 of this slide you would see that uh, Nlambe municipality was allocated 4000 and we were expecting to train 120 uh, learners However, the department received a council resolution from the municipality where they are putting the program on hold indefinitely due to water supply issues. And in the, in the next slide, slide 20. Next slide. Yeah, with respect to that, honorable members, you would see progress in terms of technical feasibility assessment studies. As already reported, we have concluded the TFAs in 15 municipalities, in exception of Etequine, Egruland, and the city of Cape Town. However, I must indicate that uh, with Etequine and uh, the city of Cape Town, we have advanced uh, <coughs> upon intervention uh, through the leadership in those areas. Uh, we are lagging behind significantly in one of the municipalities. However, it's important that I share uh, the, the critical issues that are coming of the technical feasibility studies in these municipalities. Um, it is... Okay, let me indicate that generally, from the technical feasibility assessment, as we need to comply with the occupational health and safety and also other technical requirements when it comes to water supply and water quality, from the occupational health and safety, the geysers are not supposed to be installed on any of the asbestos uh, roofs. And some of the areas that have been recommended by municipalities, you would find that we still have asbestos roofs. With respect to water supply, in some municipalities, we would didn't have any constant water supply, which we, are, we have already raised with municipalities, because you would find that, for example, a municipality 
municipality releases one Monday and fails other Monday. So in that, that would have a significant effect on the efficiency and performance of the geysers because the geyser can only take uh, a maximum of 45 48 hours without water supply. In those areas, those issues have been uh, raised. One critical issue is also to indicate that in some areas that have been recommended, the houses are not reticulated to an extent that they only have communal stands, I mean water uh, stands as opposed to the, the, the water being, I mean the houses being reticulated. One last point that maybe we need to touch on is just to in that in the area working very close with the municipality. We also had to identify the risks so that we have a risk management plan in terms of all the areas that could stall the program on uh, for us not to uh, progress as indicated. And we have shared the mitigation measures that uh, we are dealing with. So in that case, the, the slide on the risks, I would uh, I mean, skip them on the basis that they are being addressed. And with respect to the accredited trainings, at the moment, all training institutions have been appointed. We should have started way back in February, as the DG has already touched on. However, because of, of corona concerns, we had a day and we couldn't start even uh, yesterday on the first because we still need to align ourselves with the whole of the higher education and training sector in also ensure that the PPE for all the learners uh, is uh, delivered on time in all the venues as well that they are uh, complying with the COVID-19 regulations. Next and um, one uh, point as it has already been indicated on additional uh, storage costs that led to fruitless and wasteful expenditure. The department is engaging with National Treasury on the forensic audit, and the outcome at a later stage will be shared on what the steps, uh, what steps the department is taking with respect to what has been amended. This slide, honorable members, I wouldn't take much of the time. That's how the training is outlined in terms of the unit standards as the course is accredited. So we're expecting the learners to be well equipped to be active participants in future. The slide that unpacks what involves the unit standards that they are going through before the energy and water sector issues the certificate. Uh, the program rollout uh, time frame, you would note that under training we have indicated that it will commence once we confirm all the compliance issues with respect to COVID-19. On installation phase, we are ready to commence as we speak. Uh, Product-specific training is also starting in respective uh, municipalities upon after we have appointed the installation companies. And uh, all the installers are receiving or will be receiving training for the rest of June from the manufacturers because the technology or the, the units are not the same and they have to follow a particular uh, user manual kind of procedures in terms of making sure that installation is not left with issues uh, post the completion of the program. Next slide. Uh, the slide that you see, honorable members, is just to give a mapping flow process in terms of where the units are coming from uh, since manufacturing to the point where they are being installed. I have 
already indicated that the department has tried to put together a database management system to track the unit. You would be in a position to track a unit from a supplier to a municipality to a household in terms of who has received it and how it was signed. So to make sure that the system is watertight, having learned the lessons even when we see other projects where it would have been indicated that the so many of the uh, units has been delivered on site, but come the audit is something else. We have made sure that the process is watertight where the executives or the principal can log into the system to see which municipality has uh, implemented how many at any point in time. So that is just to unpack the database mon uh, monitoring system on how they are tracked and which block covers uh, the beneficiary data installation and quality assurance. Uh, the next two slides, honorable members, it's also to unpack the database monitoring system. And I must just apologize on one of the slides that seem not to be visible, but like it's just to show uh, at what point are sign-offs on slide 36. Uh, we, we try to condense it, but like when you print it on an A3, it becomes very clear to show at what point sign-offs and certificates need to be issued before any payment can be processed, just to make sure that no payment would be processed on shady work or on incomplete installation or delivery. So, honorable members, um, just to wrap up the last point, in the early warning signs that are now coming up in terms of the implementation of the current model, it's also for us to focus on improving the model. We are already engaging with the Department of Human Settlement to make sure that as we apportion the allocation, it's not only to municipalities, but we also enhance or add value to the low-cost housing development projects. So in future, we're expecting to work very close in the two programs having been aligned and also for the sustainability of the program to have a long-term partnership with the TVET colleges in ensuring that proper courses are uh, uh, issued. Hence, I said we're working very close with the Department of Higher Education and Training and also the department is building capacity on the program to make sure that we no longer complain about internal capacity concerns. That would be it, uh, honorable members. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you very much, much uh, Chief Director, Honorable Chair, and all members. In less than 30 seconds, uh, on slide number 38, we have the conclusion and recommendations that we are making is for the portfolio committee to note the implementation of the National Solar Water Heater Program and also to note uh, the challenges that uh, we are faced with or that we encountered and also what we have done to mitigate against those challenges. Then, um, you know, we have the project timelines going forward and also to note uh, the progress on the review of the current implementation model for the solar water heater program. And so this brings us to the end of our presentation on the chair. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, DG. Thank you very much to the chief director. Uh, on the presentation made. Uh, honorable members, uh, at least the DGs uh, managed to stick exactly on time uh, with his team. Can I then go to honorable members for questions of clarity? Uh, 
let me be generous again and say this time around we've got a bonus of one minute. So a member won't speak more than four minutes. Uh, I hope it will, it will help us. And if we still have got time, uh, which you must, in your time conscience, uh, allow yourself in advance that uh, we will still come back for follow-up questions if we still have got time. So I depend at, uh, in your entirely in your, at your mercy. I'll start with Honorable Mashaule, and then Honorable Mailan, then Honorable Sonyane, then Honorable Malinga, then um, I've seen Honorable Umala that is present, and um, then it will be <coughs> it will be Honorable Bilangulu, if the list is correct. Then it will be it will be Honorable Phillips. Then it will be Honorable Volmarans. Is there any member I did not mention who's in the house? Okay. Honorable Masale. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, this matter has been, we have been seized with this matter since we came into office as um, members of parliament. And it is with no doubt that uh, we have appreciated that uh, the department messed up in this thing. There is no other way to 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 characterize it uh, without putting those harsh words that I'm putting now. Because if you look at the amount that has been spent uh, thus far on solar water heater gases, uh, and you divide it by the actual number of uh, gases. Uh, that are installed, uh, it leaves much to be desired. Uh, and uh, the characterization of such can only be uh, a mess. Uh, and, and, and maybe one just gets comforted, Chair, by only two slides that uh, are in the, in the report. And I think it's slide uh, 33 and uh, 36 that speaks of um, the quality assurance and sign-off and payment processing so that we, we try and avert future wasteful expenditure. Um, uh, because the, the, the roadmap that I see in, the, in those uh, slides indicates that there will be uh, processes now to make sure that we don't uh, uh, swim in the mud that we find ourselves in and we, we get out of that with uh, 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 what would appear to be um, accountability moving forward. Chair, I don't have a question per se, but I just wanted to, to, to appreciate that at least something uh, is done moving forward. What remains is the implementation of this roadmap that I see here. And uh, if the department can assist us, what, what, at what point must we get back and check what, what uh, uh, they have done so far? Because uh, from a year, now we are reaching a year in parliament. Nothing has been uh, of significance, mo significant move from where we were last time, except the plans now. Now, when is it that we can check uh, the 
plans in terms of implementation that you have gone from zero to to twenty, or you have gone to zero from zero to ninety. That 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 is basically what uh, I would want us to to be finished with uh, by the department here. Otherwise, it's a mess. There's nothing we can do about it except uh, implementing the plan that uh, probably would work, uh, in my view. Thanks, Jim. Uh, Honorable Mailam. Thank you, Chairperson. Chair, let me start by agreeing with Honorable Maswale that uh, this is a mess. It's it's actually a, a mess is, is an understatement. I think there are far worse words that could be used to describe the situation here. Now, the, the challenge that, that I have is that it's been five years since the Department of Energy took over this program. In that five years, they have incurred 289 million rand in fruitless and wasteful expenditure. There seems to be no real urgency to finalize this program. Uh, the, the, the slide that I, I saw here today seems to indicate that installation will be completed around 2021, if, if, if I understand correctly, but I'd, I'd actually like some hard timelines on that. My questions, Chair, relate to the following. First of all, why is this program being driven through uh, a centralized function of the Department of Energy? Why is it not being funded and, and rolled out through the municipalities themselves? In other words, um, hand it over to the municipalities and say, here are the geezers, here are the requirements, go and get, it, get them installed. It seems to be overly centralized, overly complicated. Uh, that that sign-off slide with, with all that flow chart of, of the different things that need to happen. My goodness, I've never seen anything so complicated in my life. It is ridiculous. And we've been sitting for five years with the same problem. Now, the department needs to get off its ass and do some work. They need to make sure that these geezers are installed. We cannot continue to install, uh, to incur in, uh, storage costs on these geezers. I don't know how many of them have been damaged or are unusable because they've been in storage for so long. So this is something that, that uh, I'd really like some clarity on. The second thing I'd like some clarity on, I noticed in, in one of the slides that PetroSA is involved in this. Now, can you tell me how this fits with PetroSA's mandate? Where does PetroSA have the experience or the mandate to do installation of solar water heaters? That, that is another completely ludicrous uh, activity. My third point, Chair, is this. We've been talking about training installers for over a year. In fact, the Department of uh, the, the, the Portfolio Committee on Energy prior to last year's election was talking about it as well. So it's been at least two years we've been talking about uh, training of installers. How long does it take to actually train these people? What do we need to do to make sure that these people are certified to do the, the installations? Thank you, Chair. I'll leave it there for now and I may come back later. Thank you for trying to give some time for yourself, Honorable Mailam. Probably it will, it will help you. Uh, Honorable Sonyane. Thank you, Chair. I hear uh, Honorable Malam has used the word get off their asses. I don't know if that is parliamentary. Chair, maybe you can I'll, rule I'll on that. that I thought I had one. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, 
waste, fruit, fruitless and wasteful expenditure chairperson defines this pro- project. And honestly, we have spent more money, more money on everything else except the installation itself. And it's a shame because our people are going to miss a lot of which they should have benefited in. Uh, Chair, what I just want to understand on that slide of theirs of uh, implementation, slide 33. It's beautiful, it's colorful, it's a lot of things going on. But what I don't seem to get, Chairperson, is the, the... you have installers and then you there, there must be audit companies who audit. Because in most cases, you have found that a lot of people will say we have installed, like we have seen in the presentation, and then when the, the department comes to audit, then they realize that those units were never installed. And they can claim a lot of things from theft to whatever, but in the end of the day, those companies were paid. Now, my question is, um, on the issue of auditors or the audit firms that are supposed to audit the installation, I would have been very happy to see them being incorporated in this program so that they work hand in hand. That there is no big gap between installation or the proposed installation and the, the audit. So that if there is a problem, you are able to pick it up as early as, as, as possible that something is not right, that the units are not installed in a proper manner or that the units were not installed at all and the installers are claiming that the units were installed when they were not installed. The second one, Chairperson, that I want to just get clarity on, with everything else that the department have given us the background of the problems of these units or the problems that we have had with this uh, solar geysers, I just want to get clarity now. Are they now, these uh, geysers which we're having now, assembled in South Africa, all the parts, are they being manufactured and being assembled in South Africa, or are we still importing some of, uh, of, those, of those parts? And then the last one, Chairperson, I would really like to get a clear understanding on how many people have been trained so far uh, on the installation, because I can tell you almost... You can go to every city in the in this country. You will find people who were once trained and, you know, trained and retrained, and but you never understand exactly what happens to those people. Do we have a database of how many of these people have been trained on this Giza installation? But overall, chairperson, I agree with my my um, colleagues. We need a proper plan or a proper report. You know, even if you can come back and say, in a two weeks' time, we've installed 20. The next, we've installed another 20. But we need to understand exactly what is happening so that we are able to see if this is working or we're just continuing again with just wasteful expenditure. Thank you, Chairperson. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mamusaliane. Uh... Thank you, Chairperson. Greetings again. Uh, Chairperson, let me welcome the presentation by the department. 
and say I am pleased with the slide where they are putting in place how they are going to track uh, the installation of the DC uh, solar water users. I read the, the presentation. I'm, I'm just stunned that the, the then Department of Energy decided to give ESCOM to be the implementer of a social impact project. Whereas ESCOM is a business entity. What were they thinking? Hence, we you find in the report that ESCOM had to return money because they did not implement. They wouldn't implement because this is competition to them. So in the PRR process by the department, some of the solar water heaters units excited that they were dysfunctional. Has the department checked with the provinces uh, whether how many are those dysfunctional um, solar water heaters? The five-year strategic plan of the department chair of the MRE makes no reference to the solar water heater problem. Is it, it is only mentioned in the APP for 2021. What is the future of the National Solar Water Program past the procurement of the 87,000 that they are talking about? Thank you very much, sir. Okay, thank you, Honorable Malinga. Honorable Bilangulu, any... Okay, if he, when he comes later, we'll introduce Honorable Phillips. Thank you so much, Chair. Um, in the report, um, there is a comment about about uh, four thousand four sorry about four million rands worth of geysers that was stolen after March. 31, 2019, um, and then they said there's a full investigation was planned to determine the fair value of the losses. Now, I'd just like to know who's going to bear those losses. Is it going to be um, the manufacturer or will it be the department? Uh, that's the first thing. And then the next one is the 87,000 geysers that are, are stored. Um, I've been trying to find the address so that I can go an oversight visit and check those 87,000 geezers, but today nothing has been with, uh, forthcoming. So I'm actually very concerned as to whether we actually have 87,000 geezers or not. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Honorable Phillips. Uh, Honorable Valmarans. Um, good afternoon, Chair, uh, and good afternoon, members. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, I, at this stage, have to join the uh, fellow members in welcoming what and how I also join them in stating that uh, the department, uh, the uh, new DG, has got um, a mess on his hands. Um, he has inherited uh, quite a mess here. However, we must take solace on in the time that they have taken uh, since their last report last year, that they have come up with a plan, a report on where the problems were and how they how do they want to to 
to make sure that this does not happen again. We can see all that they want to do. And uh, my only uh, problem is that the time that they have been given or that they have given themselves, um, uh, which was now interrupted by the COVID-19 issue, uh, might also pose another problem for them in terms of the time that they said they were going to finish or start uh, uh, the whole thing. So if they can look uh, into that. Um, on uh, slide seven, uh, chapter 10, they have their economic empowerment for women, youth, people with disabilities. Um, I don't know whether we have or they have the stats uh, to say how far what they have done, whether they are still going to be trained or whatever, but the database of uh, the empowerment part uh, in um, uh, implementing this policy objective that they have, and where are they since they are now spread across the provinces or municipalities. They have on slide eight, Chairperson, that they say today the focus of the government of the program has been on the rollout of the social component and uh, the manufacturing of local. Like Matthew I would want to find out um, is that happening? And um, who's actually manufacturing this to be direct? Who's manufacturing and where are they manufacturing it if it is already uh, local? And what is the status of the, the manufacturer? in terms of, of, of the transformation agenda of our government. Um, on nine, I think it will be the last chapter. There is a question where uh, on the slide he said, upon the discontinuation of the rebate implementation model of ESCO, meaning at some stage somebody was being rebated, either the end user um, and or the department. How has that rebate part um, affected the implementation of the project and carrying it forward, will that rebate still be applicable uh, towards the end user or whoever the rebate was supposed to be? Uh, I think at, at, at this stage, um, I'm, 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 I'm comfortable. There are a lot of other questions. Um, uh, on 11, the last, last one, quality installation and then the minister took a decision that said will undertake the repair of this uh, poor installations that, that those are the historical installations um, is self currently doing it or if not um, what is happening uh, through we don't have a report on how many have now been uh, uh, serviced uh, by self and and where is that program with the historical uh, installed ones. Uh, let me pause here, Chairperson. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Volmarans. Uh, Honorable members, is there a member who's uh, is there a member who's uh, who's here that I did not mention? Yes, Chairperson, I'm here. Oh, you were not here. That's why I was okay. Take your take your four minutes if you want, Mabuteja. Yeah, uh, thank you very much, Jefferson. But then also, not necessarily sure because I just arrived here. Um, is it 
are we dealing with the uh, solar, solar water heater? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, no, thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, yeah, Chairperson, uh, uh, this project is a serious uh, project which has failed. We are all clear about that. And there are a lot of questions which need a lot of answers. Um, now, last year we were told a lot of stories about this uh, project. But it looks like the very same stories are coming back again. It looks like nothing has been done so far to correct uh, the mistakes which was done previously. Now, the establishment of this project, of course, was to was to create job, per se, to create employment and um, help our people by installing this uh, uh, solar water heater. <clears throat> now, it all did not happen. Now, we've got a uh, second slide here. We've got, uh, we are told lies here. We are told something that is not making sense at all. Uh, it is not true that uh, they installed 395,888 uh, 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 solar heaters. It's not true. Because according to them, according to their statement, they said when the project was established, they, they wanted to, or they, they planned to install 100 uh, per day. And if you calculate 100 per day times 365 days, you will get that uh, per year they will have installed 36,500 only, even if they work every day, I mean from Monday to Sunday. Now, if you take that uh, 36,500 and uh, you multiply it by our five years, because from 2009 to 2014, their target was one million. And if you, you, you multiply that by five years, it gives you exactly 182,500. Now, where do they get this 395? This is where I told lies here. Because now, if you check here, they, it is over by 212 and 588. So it is all lies. There is no truth in this thing. So... And then we go further. They keep, look, they keep on changing the targets. First, 2009, they said the target, 2009 to 2014, the target was, uh, the target was, uh, was, uh, was going to be 1 million. And then by 2009 to 2020, which is 11 years, the target was going to be uh, 5.6. If I'm not mistaken, yes, yeah, 5.6 million. Now, all those targets, if you by the pace, they, even if they say that they will, they will then change it to to the pace of say installing 900 per day, they still could not reach that target. Still, it's a total failure. So this project itself, it's some someone must answer here. Yeah, we know that yes, indeed, the department by then 
it, 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 it was then before they were in, they were merged together and all those things. But someone must 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 take uh, responsibility here because those officials which were there they are still here now by now. Only the two departments were merged, but the people are still there. So some people must take charge here. And then uh, as a result, we ended up having a wasteful. A uh, fruitless and wasteful uh, 151,000. Now, because they say they paid this money to store these uh, 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 solar heaters. Now, we are not told how many were stalled. How many were they when they stole them? I mean, when, when they stored them in that place where they say it was it, it was even stolen. And we are not even told where was the case open in which police station, and then what is the case number, how far is the investigation, and all those things we are not told yet. We are not being told anything. But now we know for the fact... Ten seconds we, left. Yes, uh, and we want our accountability here yeah, as a committee we want someone uh, someone must tell us exactly what went what went wrong what is the case number how far is the investigation and who's going to be arrested and all those things because people must be arrested here so so that you, can, Mr. Can start, if there's a lesson to, to save the taxpayers money thank you very much chairperson thank you uh, let me so that I don't complicate your work and raise issues. I, I, I might come later to deal with the uh, um, I'm, I'm just worried about one thing. Let me start at the back. Uh, Honorable Mailam will come and withdraw that statement if that's what he said. But I think we, we must all concur and, and, and my main worry is that uh, you, you need to, to give us confidence and assurance that this matter has been dealt with. The truth of the matter is that we are dealing with something that uh, is completely, it's, it's not just confusing at times, but uh, it's completely um, uh, 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 outside what you would say it's it's a it's a better management of uh, public finances and and i must be honest sometimes i press a panic button when i look at how public resources are being utilized my first issue is that as a point of concern is whether are you not building on a i not building just uh, destroying the wall, but still build on foundation, a foundation that probably would not be um, a successful one. I want to draw steps on what you've just raised. If you look at the report, it's in the report to be split into three. One, which is the one that is uh, pre the takeover of the Department of Energy, um, which was about ESCOM. The second one is the one that seems to be dealing with the period where it was the Department of Energy. Uh, and in that period, as far as when I look at it, 
There's absolutely nothing that happened in as much as there would have been an expenditure. The third point is that it is currently now what the DMRE is coming in, which I would call it, in my view, an intervention to arrest the crisis. And, and, and I want us to be clear whether we share the same views, that there is a mess, there is a crisis, whatever you call it, and is arresting the, the second point is that there are decisions, when I read the report in detail, there are decisions that would have been sanctioned even by cabinet. And I'm not sure from where I sit as a portfolio committee where those decisions have not been uh, complied with. The third point is something that I think we must, we must be, I, I think what I remember is many of them have raised this issue. For instance, the reason I'm saying about the building on a foundation, there is some way it says the manufacturer uh, is the one that uh, having manufactured this will then train the installers. You still have got a problem of, which is a concern to me, transportation. If, if we can, if, if, if th those issues can be really unpacked because they've got financial implications. And by the way, in my calculation, I was also asking the question, somewhere when you say a, a, a unit probably is about 13,000 and so forth, and when I make a calculation of 87 units, it says they will run at about one point something million. I'm now even concerned about the amount in, in a budgeted form and the deliverables. That, that would have been achieved. The last thing that I, before one can make the proposal, what is the status of the intervention? Somewhere you were supposed to have considered to appoint the, a, a firm of auditors to do the forest investigation. Subsequently, I think cabinet took a decision to say, no, let the matter be handled by treasure. How far is that process? And um, what could, at what point could we see a conclusion? Lastly, I think it's the point that Honorable Intention has raised. What are the internal processes of the department with regards to people who signed contracts? Even in those contracts, they still signed with, with people who had a clause that did not cater for transportation. And I, I fear that that could be even the same case in, 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 the, in, in, this, in this instance. Why are you considering only the Department of uh, Human Settlement and not uh, public works and infrastructure, which could have some of the storage facilities that you seem to be suffering from? So if I can get clarity on those issues, because I can assure you when I read the report, you will still have to some degree the problem with storage facilities, You've got municipalities that you said councillors don't, don't attend into meetings. And at what point do these, these municipalities take responsibility for putting, in, if I would use an inverted comma, for considering into placing orders that we would want to install, but at the end of the day, they are not prepared to participate in the process of, of ensuring that these, when they are delivered, they are taken care of. I'm raising this thing because even today, when you look into the Department of Education, we are told there is money. There are equipment that disappeared in between the provincial office in education and the district uh, offices. To what extent do we have authority on where these, these things are, are, are stored and distributed? For now, I want to leave with that.
Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. We sincerely do admit that, uh, as Honorable Members have uh, pointed out, that uh, this, you know, is a, is a real mess. And so we, we fully agree with that. That is why we have taken some drastic measures under the guidance of the Minister, of course, uh, after he has taken over. Now, we we have actually indicated that I think uh, coming to your question, Chair, uh, on the question of assurance, before I can give over to the Chief Director and some of the DDGs to assist, we are going to make sure, Chair, uh, we still have other external you know, challenges that we have to deal with, but we are committing that, uh, you know, we're giving you this assurance that uh, we would never leave any stone unturned make sure that uh, we do justice to this program and also touching on the question of the consequence management chair it is one of the things that uh, we will be considering we have to we don't have any other option you have touched on a very important point of the decision that was taken by cabinet for the forensic audit uh, to be done uh, we, we, we are implementing that decision. We will be, you know, giving a progress report uh, to the honorable members in terms of the progress. As you have clearly articulated your position that you would want the department to give you a progress report, whether this would be done quarterly and so forth, it will be the decision of the portfolio committee. But we are committing and giving you an assurance that uh, we are going to make sure that uh, justice is done. Now, on daily basis, we interact with the minister on this matter because even himself, himself actually, you know, demands uh, a report almost on daily basis about what has been done. Because the only thing that we want to do now is to make sure that uh, those uh, solar geysers are on rooftops. And so that's what we will be doing. Uh, the other issue, Chair, if I may respond to the question that was raised by Honourable uh, Member Phillips, uh, we have taken note of what the Honourable Member has raised. I think uh, some of the things, Chair, it is important that it should be aligned to the procedures and processes of the uh, of, of Parliament. And so it's a matter that we can take it up with Honourable Member outside this meeting, the visit that she, she, she want, uh, wants to, to, to engage on. And so it's, it's another matter that actually can be lo looked into outside this meeting, uh, Honorable Chair, because I think that you have your own processes internally in Parliament that uh, would need to be considered. Now, I would actually like to hand over, Chair, I'll come in at the end uh, to respond to the remaining questions. I thought that I should just give this uh, clarity in the form of an assurance uh, as the team will be coming in to reply to uh, uh, most of the questions that have been, you know, raised by the members. And so we take accountability. I think as the accounting officer of the department, I must be upfront as well to state that, that uh, whatever that happened, we take a full responsibility and accountability and we'll make sure that uh, where there are, you know, wrongdoings, then, uh, you know, the, the relevant, you know, law enforcement agencies would have to be engaged. Uh, I would now uh, like to hand over to uh, Mukhadi, the Chief Director, to take us through. Thank you very much, Chair.
Okay. Uh, thank you, uh, DG. Uh, honorable members, I will touch on the question of uh, there is a question that has been asked with respect to why is the program rolled out centrally and not being transferred to the municipalities. In 2015, new implementation model was to cabinet at it took into consideration the potential or benefit that would come with uh, economies of scale and also took into account the consideration that at present the solar geysers are not coming cheap they are quite expensive as compared to the electrical geysers you would know that an electrical geyser at most if it's too high uh, in terms of price, it's almost around four point something, but mainly below five thousand. But with the geysers, we're talking about over ten thousand rents, and which it's too expensive for an ordinary public member. And if it's a centralized process, it takes into account the benefits that comes with. Uh, however, the model in terms of moving from the rebate to the social uh, component. With the rebate, the units were imported from where suppliers would uh, import, go and install, and get the rebate from uh, ESCOM. On that model as well, the department looked at it, and there was an acknowledgement that there is a lot of money that goes into uh, the rebate component as opposed to the actual implementation. Yes, it's unfortunate that uh, it took longer to address all the issues that were coming from uh, the phase one in terms of ensuring that the current phase two model, we do not experience uh, a major problem. However, in terms of the in particular the stock issues, that's where the main disappointment uh, came from because um, the procurement was done before the contracts were signed with municipalities and to that effect it was not going to be possible to deliver. Uh, there was also a question in terms of uh, why Petro SA is being part of the installation program. I must indicate to the honorable members that the, the skills that were tapped from uh, Petro SA, it's mainly in the project management space. We're talking about engineers who also understand the energy sector very well. The team has contributed uh, to the program uh, significantly, and we appreciate the support. Uh, that there is also a, a question or a comment in terms of whether the audit companies are being incorporated into the installation process. As indicated, the, the mapping flow process, we have got the quality assurance analysts who are performing the very same function in terms of auditing. On a daily basis, the accounting officer, the minister, or even the executives would be in a position to log into the database management system to track for any municipality at any point in time how many units have been installed, what are the serial numbers of those particular units, and who are even the owners or the beneficiaries of those. So the auditing process has been incorporated throughout the process. Hence, I indicated that the units would be tracked from the manufacturer to the municipality and from the municipality to the household in terms of the storage facility to who has received that, which ID number, who are uh, the members of that household uh, 
So the auditing process has, I mean, been taken care of. We have learned from, I mean, other projects where you would find that a report says so many has been installed, but during the audit process, uh, the opposite is the case. So with the system that has been built uh, currently, accountability would be at any point in time before any uh, payment uh, process being done. And then subtitling of installation by the department and self is supported by self. Uh, there is a question as well in terms of um, does the department have a database of how many uh, people have been uh, trained? I can indicate that the department at the moment has not consolidated the train the, the database for for trained people. However, we are mindful of the fact that the situation that led to shady work as well as uh, poor workmanship in terms of the units that have been installed, in many cases those courses were not accredited. Hence, it became very important that we work with higher education and training to make sure that people have a course which will make them active participants as opposed to also having been trained by fly-by-nights, which in some cases has been the case. So, however, we take note that we now need to consolidate a database going forward in terms of making sure that we can account in terms of how many have been trained in which province or municipality. Uh, there was a concern that has been raised in terms of uh, the pre or phase one and what has happened in the then Department of Energy and the current. Honorable members would note that, would recall that in October, when many questions have been asked on the program, the department was requested to give a full detail to where we are now. Hence, the presentation is very detailed, trying to cover what were the issues at the time and how have they been addressed and where we are now. Whilst we, we acknowledge the fruitless and wasteful expenditure, I also need to indicate that it took longer than anticipated in terms of the extensive work that had to be done. And I also want to answer the fact that in terms of um, the manufacturing of the components that is being done in the country, we are no longer uh, importing from the ones that we are talking about as in 87,000, they have been manufactured in the country and the local content of those specific units have been asserted by standards as the only institution that has been appointed by the Minister of Trade and Industry then. That follows the practice note in terms of government local production and content which was released by National Treasury in 2014. And I can confirm that from uh, the reports that have been received and certificates in particular from the South African Bureau of Standards the companies that have manufactured have been confirmed to have met the local content threshold of 70% uh, collectors as well as the, the, the tanks. Um, then there is a question that dealt with, that talks to the stolen goods. In terms, I should indicate that yes, one supplier experienced a theft at its own storage facility and, and invest upon that information being submitted to the department, the department uh, 
it's handling the matter with the chief, the office of the state attorney in trying to recover the units that have been stolen. In the main, I can indicate that the units that have been stolen are more of copper pipes as opposed to the tanks or collectors. So anything to do with copper, that's what was stolen from that facility, and uh, the matter is being handled to, to recover uh, all those. In terms of the allocation, the, the copper pipes are... I mean, that have been stolen are linked to the allocation or the contracted uh, units of 5,100. But in terms of the other components, um, in the main, copper elements are the ones that have been uh, stolen. Um, I think the DG has already dealt with the question of uh, providing addresses where an oversight would be conducted to make sure that the members are able to, or the member is able to visit those areas. I would skip that one as it has already been indicated. There was a comment made in terms of uh, the timeframes provided. Indeed, honorable members, we lost uh, time as of March till now. We couldn't do anything on the basis of the installation uh, part of it, including even training, as we have to comply with the regulations. When you look at the slides, you would note that I indicated that we need to revise this because currently we are engaging with the training institutions and the venues, um, I mean, the owners of the venue where the training has to be conducted to make sure that there is full compliance on COVID-19. From the department itself side, we are currently ensuring that PPE for learners also is taken care of. Hence, when I presented, I indicated that on the slide of the budget breakdown, you would know that it's 52 million, but that can change slightly because if at the time when training commences, which we're expecting it to be soon, uh, all the compliance issues from COVID-19 perspective are complied with. Uh, the the honourable members has requested or requesting the department to also provide a database in terms of confirming the designated groups that are participating uh, in the in the in the program. I can indicate that from the manufacturer's uh, point of view, we have already received the stats in terms of the jobs that have been created by each of the manufacturer and in terms of uh, youth, uh, women, and uh, um, people and going into installation, the same approach in terms of accounting for jobs that have been created would also be uh, shared. We can also indicate that even from the professional space in terms of um, or skilled side with respect to the technical feasibility assessment, we can share information in terms of how many have been involved through those companies. Because with technical feasibility assessment, when it gets to uh, water quality or samples being taken, uh, community members have been uh, involved. We can share that information in terms of the 15 municipalities where technical feasibility assessment has been concluded. Uh, the there is the question as well, we've uh, dealt with it. It came from two members, but it's the same one in terms of whether the systems are being uh, manufactured in the country. Yes, they are manufactured in the country as well as being assembled here. 
uh, there is a question with respect to whether the rebate would be continuing with the current model. The rebate has been discontinued. It ended with ESCOM uh, at the time. The revision of the model uh, resulted with the social component being approved by uh, cabinet. With respect to the current model, there is no rebate to the, the installation company as it used to be in terms of those that were installing in phase one. Actually, what happens, the department procures centrally and catered to the municipalities uh, for, for free or to the beneficiaries uh, for free. Then there is a question as well as to whether HESEF undertaken the implementation of the repair and replace and a report being required in that nature. I can indicate that SEF uh, has a closeout report in looking at how to approach the repair and replace because they had to do some kind of analysis in terms of whether uh, is it worth it to replace or to repair. And with respect to the repair and replace uh, closeout report that was prepared in support by the IPP office, the outcome thereof was that instead of repairing the units, the amount that you would spare in you would I mean pay or spend with respect to repairing the unit, you may as well just replace the units with the new ones. So it did not make any economic sense in terms of repairing those units because you end up paying the same amount as uh, buying a new one. Uh, there is a, a concern or a question or a comment that said it seems as if uh, previous mistakes uh, seem to be recurring. Uh, with respect to that, uh, in phase one, there was no issue with respect to storage. I think the most in terms of the, the planning of the program, we have now learned this hard lesson in terms of making sure that proper institutional arrangements are put in place, especially in terms of ensuring that there are arrangements or agreements between the department and municipalities from which the obligations of each party have been clearly outlined with respect to the implementation of uh, the program. But in the main part that I mean has uh, disappointed mainly is the storage issues. And uh, as the DG has indicated that Issues have been taken through the full investigation and those who are held account, I mean, who are found to have gone beyond what the prescripts are requiring us to do, they would be held accountable. It's not a matter of choice, but that would definitely be implemented. Um, I have noted the comment uh, that seemed to be indicating that there is no true in some of the data that uh, has been implemented. Uh, I did not uh, quite understand that point, and um, it would be dealt with at the later stage. But in terms of the units that have been installed, we have record in terms of what has been installed in, under ESCOM. And uh, from the department with respect to the current rollout, we can confirm that from our side, there is 150 that has been installed in Solplaki, particularly to address the issue of repair and replace, hence the closeout report was able to be dealt with. And we have 200 
that have been installed in Nelson Mandela Bay to kind of affirm the suitability or the viability of the, the, the new model moving away from the rebate uh, program. And now we are heading for installation, having addressed all the issues that led to the delays. Uh, DG has dealt with the matter of the decision by cabinet in terms of what needed to be sanctioned, which is receiving attention. Um, there was a concern that has been raised with respect to the manufacturers having to train the installation companies. Uh, the current supply agreement that has been entered into between the department and the manufacturers was made very clear in terms of making sure that in light of the warranty that comes on a five-year basis, it's complied with. So we we were of the view that there shouldn't be any issue post-installation in terms of units not being installed properly. This training doesn't take long. At most, it takes less than two weeks to make sure that all those who are appointed to install uh, comply with all the installation manuals as well as occupational health and safety uh, requirements. And most of the June month would be used to make sure that all these compliance issues in terms of installation are dealt with. Um, then there is a question, the one on forensic has already been dealt with. To what extent? Um, is the last comment or question with respect to, to what extent that the department have authority with respect to the goods that are stored at the, the municipalities? In terms of the risk that has been identified in municipalities or any storage facility with respect to FACE, all the storage facilities have been assessed and security measures were put in place to make sure that um, this issue of theft is addressed. And uh, if I were to give an example, most of the storage facilities, in terms of the security measures that have to be put in place, the, the facility has to be butler-proofed, it has to be, I mean, it should have an alarm, it should have a CCTV camera, so have a 24-hour patrol to make sure that should anything happen, there are no loopholes in terms of investigations. Those are the questions that I have captured in case I have missed anything, DJ, uh, Ms. Marawa can uh, address those. Thank you, honorable members. Uh, the other chief director, honorable members, which have just come in and wrap up on some of the outstanding questions. Thank you. Um, good afternoon, honorable members. Thank you, uh, DG, for the opportunity to respond to some of the questions. I'd like to indicate that in terms of the economic empowerment, the department employed 11 insulation companies. Uh, they are all 100% PEE. There are one or two companies owned by women. There are also companies owned by young people. So that uh, demonstrate compliance to the empowerment imperatives outlined in the bid. And in terms of the rollout, an honorable member indicated that the statistics do not uh, enable the department to roll out within specific uh, days. Um, I would like to indicate that the rollout program um, depends on the number of teams, the working teams that are deployed by each installer. 
you can have him instead for us a day. So if you have about uh, 10 teams, then you multiply that 10 by 5, then that municipality will be rolling out 10 times 5, about uh, 50 geysers per day. So if you have, uh, like in our case, we have um, 18 municipalities, you have so many, in, in each municipality we have two installer, installation companies, and those installation companies we have a number of teams with team leaders that are rolling out a minimum of four to five units per day. So the numbers and the multiplication is possible. Um, it's just a number, a matter of the number of teams, the number of municipalities, the number of projects that you are actually implementing at the same time. So the system has allowed us even to capture the installation of each of the teams and each geyser and having each individual going on an audit, doing a technical audit of the installation and other members doing the monitoring and the verification and then loading the numbers on the uh, GIS system, which then reflects on computers and which will then be verified by the different teams. So in terms of the rollout of the numbers, it depends on the amount of money that you have to roll out at the same time, then the teams that you employ and then the municipalities that will be depleted and the number of units that will be available. So it is possible to actually do uh, even three, four hundred thousand in a year as long as you have the units that are available, the teams available, and the, all the necessary approvals. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a issue of numbers. Then there is also a, a question that was raised by one of the honorable members as to why ESCOM was in the first place limiting uh, the projects in competition with, uh, with ESCOM um, need for density generation. Um, if an honorable member project was in during a it was very important that uh, we introduced the solar water heater system as a load reduction program and ESCOM then was appointed by government to roll out the, the program. So there was actually no conflict but complementarity in the need of ESCOM at that point in time. And secondly, as a, a government entity, ESCOM also supports the clean and uh, energy deployment and energy saving and energy efficiency. So that project as well uh, is, is clean energy, is energy efficiency, and deploying of en different energy carriers for specific energy efficient purposes. Um, then the issue of the transportation of um, solar water heaters was also uh, raised, um, and why the transportation um, uh, uh, in, in from different areas. As the honorable members may recall, most of the uh, manufacturing of the solar water geysers were actually done in Houting with a few, one company in Cape Town, one company in the Eastern Cape, one company in KZN. Um, so it, because major numbers were done in, in, in Houting, they need to be transported to the various municipalities across the country. And the reason for Houting is that most of those companies that are into manufacturing and that were able to produce uh, the, the units in compliance with the state local standard were mainly in, in Houting. Hence, they need now to transport the systems to different areas. In terms of the transportation itself, um, it is quite advanced. We are 
may left with the one third of the units to be moved across the country. And fortunately, during the COVID period, the minister produced directions which assisted the department to initiate the movement of the of the units, and they are actually moving as we speak. Then, in terms of um, going to visit any of the sites where the units have been uh, transferred to, uh, the honourable member can be given the fiscal address of where uh, the units have been transferred. Thank you. Uh, I think with that, DG, I am, have responded to some of the outstanding questions. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Chief Directors. Uh, Honourable Chair, that brings us to, to, to the end. But as I've explained to that Chair, some of the issues, uh, like the questions that have been raised uh, by Honourable Members, especially on the visit, um, we will take it uh, you know, up with the Honourable Member outside uh, this meeting. Uh, thank you very much, Honourable Chair. Sorry, honorable members, you, I can still give you one minute, one minute if you want, but uh, so that the department comes in before I make a a proposal. Um, I, I get the answers, but uh, when I read the report, there is still some areas that are concerning. Can I check with, uh, very quickly, honorable Volmarans, any one minute you want to take? Chair, for now, for now, I'm 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 fine on 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 what has been explained, Chair. Okay. Any one minute, Honourable Philip. Honourable Phillips. I hope Honorable Phillips did not disappear like those, uh, um, that material that disappeared on one of your suppliers. Is, is she around? Uh, Honorable uh, Malinga, any one minute? What happened to my members now? Honorable Malinga, Okay. Honorable Fanyan? Yes, Chair, I'm here. Yes, chair? one minute, one, two, one minute. Yes, I, I, have a, I have one minute. I want to use my one minute, Chairperson. Chair, I have okay. a question, and it's a follow-up to the question which I was asking about actually having audit companies on the ground following and making sure that installation is done. Now, the department is telling us that they have a system to monitor, right? If you're telling me that your scanners, ne, you are able to, 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 to track everything, why are you not tracking the 500 units which were stolen? Actually, if you can track the, 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 the units, chair, they should be able to, to track those 500 which were stolen. Then we'll be able to say that their system of verification is correct. Unfortunately, I still say you still need to have 
don't tell us about GSI systems and all those things. Those are systems. You still need to make sure that the unit is properly installed. You need a physical checking to make sure that the pipes are connected. You need to make sure that what the the geese are supposed to be doing is doing it. So I want to understand if this system of them of tracking and making sure that the units are installed properly when they should be installed, it's uh, a barcoded and it's so effective. Why are they not finding it, the, the stolen units, Chair? Thank you. Honorable uh, Milam. Thank you, Chair. Please, please mind your language, please. Yes, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Chair, I didn't get an answer to my question about how long the training of the installers takes. I am concerned that these units have been in storage for five years, and uh, in some cases, and that the, the chief director said that uh, they're more expensive than, than electric geysers, but uh, we've incurred a cost of about 4,000 Rand per geyser in storage costs. And we haven't had any indication of how much the storage costs are from now until these geysers are finally installed. So what I'm getting at, Chair, is that there doesn't seem to be any urgency on the part of the department to speed up and the rollout and installation of these geysers. Oh, sorry, Chair, one last thing. It, it concerns me that the department cannot tell us exactly how many people have been trained thus far. I mean, for five years they've been sitting on this program and we don't know how many installers have been trained. That's a big concern for me. Thank you, Honorable Melan. Honorable Masaule. Thanks, Chair. I think I'm fine, Chair. I'll await your, your, your direction uh, at the end. Okay. Um, I just got a message something here. Honorable Numalo, I'm told you are in the house. Unfortunately, the time uh, is very limiting. Uh, but can I give you also at least two minutes? I didn't know you were here. I tried to call you the last time when you were calling the, number, the members. Are you here now, Honorable Nima? I am, Chair. Uh, thank you very much. I don't think I've got any take. I think the Honorable Members have already covered what I had noted down for, for, for in the initial take, uh, Honorable Chair. So that is why I did not make a hula baloo about not, take, not having a take, uh, Honorable Chair. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you, Honorable Nima. I don't want you to, to contest what you are presenting, but if you look on your slide, that deals with the approved allocation. Chairperson, uh, my one minute, please. Oh, honorable, uh, sorry, I should have forgotten you. Continue. <coughs> yes, <coughs> sorry. Yes, uh, once again, once again, thank you, uh, Chairperson. Now, uh, Chairperson, uh, this whole issue here, this whole project is just a pure fraud, this, and we are just being taken for a ride. Everything does not fall here for now, but it's fine. We'll give them a chance, and then we want the proper report next time. Now, to the DG, he is saying... Uh, he is now going to take full responsibility. I'm not sure what does it supposed to mean, because, by the way, 
the day he was given the, 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 the responsibility to be in charge of this department, that is when he was supposed to know that he is taking full responsibility. So I'm not sure where, what does it mean when he says from now he's going to take full responsibility. But then also, he does not tell us what kind of full responsibility, what are the details, uh, is there any arrest that is going to happen? Because we definitely need arrest here. People must be arrested. Thank you. People must, Thank you. Arrested. People must pay for what they need. Thank you. Titi, uh, just very quickly, I'll put my own center. Titi, please look at your report because to me, my worry, it still stands. Your report, when it tells about allocations uh, of the solar water is as an installation. There is the report still reports about challenges you face in terms of storage and other matters. Uh, I want to leave. Secondly, in your program, which talks about fiscal budget, it says that uh, in October a decision was taken which the National Treasury was recommended to undertake the investigation. So that, that remains an issue for me that I thought they would provide clarity. Thirdly, there has to be clarity on the issue of what is supposedly to be the role of the Department of uh, Public Works and Infrastructure, why it is not considered in this program. Lastly, was the issue who was principally responsible for this program, and are there, is there any action that is being taken internally by the department? Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll try to be very brief in responding to the follow-up questions by the honourable members. Uh, Chair, on the question by honourable Sonyani, uh, we, we have noted, we have noted, honourable uh, Sonyani, the concern that you have raised, and we will be making sure that uh, there is actually compliance, apart from talking of audit and so forth. But then the point that you are raising, it's a valid point uh, of making sure that uh, quality assurance is being done. And so this is what we'll be looking at, uh, honorable member and honorable members. Uh, on the question of uh, honorable uh, Mailam, I think we, not I think actually, we did respond to this question. We said that uh, the training is for two weeks, uh, honorable members, uh, for the installers. Now, coming to uh, the other question that he has raised, uh, on how much would be a storage cost from now onwards. I would also link this one with the question of the Honorable Chair. We have concluded on this matter, uh, Honorable Members, the storage costs are only applicable up until the end of March 2020. We only have one company that we are still discussing you know, this matter with uh, that uh, has actually close to uh, between seven and eight uh, thousand uh, gizas that must still be released, and so that is the only uh, issue that we are still left with. But uh, for the rest of the gizas, which constitute a, a much bigger uh, quantity, we have uh, resolved this matter with the service providers. Uh, coming to the question by, uh, I think there was also a question by Honorable Member Tenjana, a follow-up on uh, the DG uh, taking over. I think the, the, the context to the, the, the question or what I presented is that uh, 
we take a, a, an accountability, a responsibility, you know, apart from the issue of the DG, but it's a, it's a departmental issue that we have to deal with. And so that is the context that I would want to give to this question. Now, in terms of what has been done or what would be done, I have also, when I started uh, after the presentation, made an undertaking and commitment that we will be engaging quite aggressively on this matter. Now, the issue of uh, people that maybe are accountable or liable, uh, as we have clarified it, and so the, you know, there must be consequences to that effect. And so that is a point that we are trying to, 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 to make here uh, in terms of the actions that we will be taking. Now, I think, Chair, on the issue of national treasury, uh, we will be engaging with national treasury in terms of the, the, the full report on the work that has been done to date. And when we appear before the PPC in the near future, we will be able to give a progress report in terms of the work that has been done uh, we did actually you know, write to the National Treasury to find out in terms of the progress around the you know, forensic audit that needs uh, need to be done. And so this question can also be linked with uh, the process in which we will be undertaking to make sure that uh, those uh, are on the wrong side of the law, then they must actually fully account to their deeds. And so... Uh, we would be attending to this matter, Honorable Chair and all members. On your last point, uh, Honorable Chair, on the issue of public works, yes, indeed, there was an interaction with uh, public works trying to ascertain if there are any storage facilities, but unfortunately, uh, we could not get anything from uh, public works at that time, Honorable Chair. But uh, as we have also presented in terms of the lessons that we have learned, from now moving forward, we should be able to handle this matter uh, more efficient uh, than the way in which uh, we have handled it. Uh, Chair. I think, Chair, those were the, the follow-up uh, questions that you have raised. And so just in, in, in conclusion, on the question of figures, I think Honorable Menem has raised a concern here. We have indicated that uh, some of the service providers were not... Uh, Accredited, and so as a result of that, that is why we had to make sure that we get uh, the Department of Higher Education to come on board uh, to assist in making sure that uh, whoever that is going to offer this kind of a training is the service provider yes. that is uh, accredited. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Okay, I nearly said thank you, Honorable uh, I don't know what happened to your light there, whether it also needs some solar water heating of some sort, but uh, you seem to be under a little state of lockdown with your energy supply there. Uh, you are too dark. We, we can't, I can't see you from where I'm, 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 I'm sitting. I don't know for other members. Yes, now we can see you. Uh, <coughs> Honorable members, can I make the following suggestion? One, that uh, the department, uh, by please, DG, if you can't say, say it now so that 
we, we don't pick up some fights uh, on the corridors. That the department from now, at least by end of September, in Dumasay, must be able to come back to the committee to report on the progress made with regards to the implementation and actions taken thereof. You get what I say? Point two, that uh, honorable members, as the Portfolio Committee of Mineral Resources and Energy, uh, I thought the DJ was going to say this thing. For me, I'm not afraid to say it from, from this committee, that from now onwards, this is one of the programs that we're going to be seized with because they are at the deliverable edge to our people. That the committee, amongst other things, when it gets an opportunity before the end of this, uh, this year, or in its next, because we still have got an outstanding oversight program, which will be difficult to change, that in its next, after the, in its following, after the next uh, oversight, it must undertake an oversight that, amongst others, will take into cognizance uh, following up on this program of solar water heaters with specific focus on the declared successful project, pilot project, which you said is Nelson Mandela Bay, to look at areas where, at the initial point, this program has faced challenges. You said, for instance, there were some solar heat, uh, water heaters that uh, became dysfunctional. And look at those areas where these would have the areas where this, uh, they would have been affected by this and what type of interventions to be made and the consequences thereof. Because there could have been houses that are damaged and, and, and because of, of, of that, that uh, dysfunctional challenge. I think that the third point is that uh, in this matter, in, on the same line, we will then look at where the pro there is progress in the, in the implementation, which is why I said it's the third phase. So the point I'm trying to say is that in your first phase, you had a problem where these were imported and therefore they could not fit properly because of uh, the issues of, uh, uh, and some of them became dysfunctional. The second one is that you said there's a successful project, pilot project that you, you declare as, a, as an example, a good example, which is Port Elizabeth that you have just finalized. The third one is that currently, you are embarking on a program of uh, uh, ensuring that there is a speeding up uh, process. The third point now, out of these other two I've mentioned, uh, which is the which is the 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 the, 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 the report back, progress report back, as well as the issue of the the issue of the of the oversight. The third leg is that. Uh, the department must do a follow-up on the investigations by the National Treasury that it has reported on. Um, I think fourthly, which could be related to the first one, is the internal interventions and consequence management.
steps that the department has, has taken. I, I must be honest with you, from where I'm sitting, I really, uh, so I said sometimes I press panic buttons. I really do have a problem where it is literally written down in your own presentation. I'm not saying take a, but as you said, you take responsibility. Some point you must explain why there was a deviation on the normal procurement procedure, which is supposed to have incorporated, because you, you said it yourself, even if it's ended in March, people took a decision that they will be charged the storage, and that storage will be charged according to a one unit per day. Who, 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 who entered that contract? That to me will remain that the department, uh, I don't want to follow what honorable intention was, it may be interpreted as which hand. But surely if that person could make that, that to me is a very serious uh, offense that a person commit, can commit to work. And if was granted to do so by who? So who was in charge of this project? And on what basis? So if the department can bring and come and say, uh, Mr. Luzipo was in charge of this project, and uh, Honorable uh, Mashaule or Honorable Mailan, as a, as a senior executive, authorized the deviation. And on those basis, what then would be, would be done? So I would want to, to say, when we come back, we will need all those details because that's why I said you, the risk is very high that you are building on a foundation that on its own is not stable. So, so, so I, I, that, is, that is what honorable members I wanted to suggest. This, if the progress report, when we go, or when we go on oversight, it might co coincide with the department having been ready to give us progress report. Let it be so during that, that, second, that second oversight. So I wanted to suggest that honorable members. Can I get an I and amen? Agreed. Is that agreed, I honorable member? Yes, sir, we, we agree. Okay. Chair of Chairs, yeah. well agreed, well agreed, very well agreed. 100% agreed. Someone must okay. take the responsibility. Yeah. Thank you. GG. I'm agreed. That's just on the second part, not, not the third part. Do you think by end of September you can give us progress report as far as implementation is concerned? Chair, Chair. as I have explained that we are required actually, even from the side of the executive authority of the institution to provide him with a progress report almost uh, on daily or weekly basis. And so we should be able to come back to the portfolio committee to provide you with a progress report, Chair. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay, honorable members, uh, thank you, thank you, TG. Uh, can I get your your last comments and your, your, your according to and taking final, taking from now on, taking and says you are taking responsibility now. Uh, can you make your final statement so that uh, if you want to leave the meeting, uh, you can, as members have said, they wanted to have an in-committee meeting, I suggest. Yes. No, the, 
the there isn't much chair except to note the the anger from the honorable members i think um, everyone that uh, has been observing uh, this project uh, its uh, challenges uh, failures and so forth is quite angry as i've said that even from the side of the department uh, the minister is extremely worried about it that is why we had to move with the necessary speed hence we are where we are now and so we make sure that a uh, chair we take responsibility, I think, reiterating on the point that I've made earlier on, that uh, as a department, uh, all of us as uh, responsible officials of the department, we have to take a full responsibility of what happened and also to make sure that uh, we, we correct whatever that happened in the past by putting measures in place. And so, Honorable Chair, I think that's what I can say. We, we really uh, understand uh, the, the, the frustration and also the anger from the honorable members. And so that also comes from the department as well, especially from the minister of the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. But we'll do everything in our power chair and also in line with the applicable prescripts to make sure that uh, justice actually is done in, in, in this program because the, the masses of our people out there who should have benefited from this project are still waiting to benefit and so we have done a serious disservice. I think we need to admit that. And so we will make sure that we, we move in speed. Thank you very much, Chair. Okay. Uh, thank you, DG. Uh, thank you, Honorable Members. Honorable Members, can we now go to the, to the, your, your document, which is the, which is the, the report, I'm trying, I'm, I'm multitasking here like a DJ, one minute I'm on this side, the other. Can we go to the report, uh, honorable members, I said the issue that we are dealing with now is the revised or whatever it is on the, on the program. On, on the, what you call this thing, on the budget as well as the APPs of the department, including the strike plans. Any take, uh, is, are the recommendations a true reflection, except the one we said we'll discuss, are they a true reflection of what members that uh, had uh, requested to reflect? Now, any tape on there, remember? Chair. Um, yeah, honorable, is that a, I'm trying to check your hands, that's why I'm, is that honorable, uh, Yes, Chairperson. Yes. From what I have read, Chair, um, as you put it, except the last point that we we, we suggested that it, 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 it be added, I think it's a true reflection of what we, we were seized with in our last meeting. Okay. Any take from any member? Okay. In the absence of that, can we go, uh, can you, can we go to the Last uh, proposal, um, 
which which uh, the, that's the manner that we captured it first, so that we can see is it captured correctly. Uh, which says that address the regulatory impediment hindering the ease of doing business in both the mining and energy sectors, specifically by reviewing the mineral rights regulatory environment and streamlining the licensing and registration process in the electricity generation sector for faster turnaround. Anything is honorable, Mailam, uh, does it reflect what you were proposing? First, let me ask that. Yes, Chair, that's an accurate capture of what I stated. Okay. Honorable members, is, is, is there any take from any from other from honorable members on the matter? Chair. Yes, honorable Masaule. There is no other take, Chair, except to say that we we align ourselves with the uh, insertion of that uh, sentence. Okay, now honorable members, let's go to any other view. Okay, honorable members, now let me go to the real issue. Is there a mover of the report? Honorable Chair, given given what we have discussed last and the insertions that we agreed upon, uh, I move that we we accept uh, the report. Okay. Any second? Chairperson. Honorable Masaule. I rise to second the, the the adoption of the report. Okay. Any objection or what do you call it? Yeah, any objection? Chair? Honorable Mailan? Chair, I'm not objecting to the report. I'm reserving the DA's rights in this regard. Okay. So, okay. Chairperson. Honorable um, Tenjana, same here with the EFF site. Okay. Chairperson. Having said so, honorable members, can we agree that the report is there? Yes, honorable Malinga. I, you you haven't uh, you remember this thing happened even in the last reports. What what is the point of correcting and going through all this when parties will reserve whatever? Is it not the report of the committee? Hey, can I be clarified on this matter, Chair? Yes. Because. I'm saying, what is the what is the the purpose of going through the exercise of correcting and inserting, then reserve the right at the end? Thank you, Chair. 
Uh, if I go to members, can the, if I was the speaker or the house chair, I would say, can the table staff assist? Before I give my own time, sir. Ayanda and Ariko. Ariko and Ayanda. We no longer have the, the, the <laughs> committee staff here. No, Chair, we are here. Yes. Chair, we can just note that the eighth thing on the report, my understanding was when that report was debated in the House, then they can raise their concern there. Because it's a committee report, they don't have objections. So I'm not sure about this reserve the right, whether they reserve the right on the whole report or in specific uh, areas which they are not happy with. Okay. Ari, you must have a privilege to assist members. Yeah, no, what, what I understand is here. Okay. Honorable members, my understanding is that if there was an objection, it says you then the party or those that object to the to the to the report, they must then give reasons. But when it's a when a person reserves the rights, the person does not necessarily object to the report. He reserves the right to make a statement as and when the report is now adopted by Parliament. In simple terms, others would say, until our principles have given us a mandate for now. We can't express, we can't object to this report. That is my understanding when we talk about resolving the rights. And um, the normal, let me use again advisable, we will check though if it needs to be. The normal practice is that parties can express a, even a different view, even if they were to agree in the committee. They may express a different view when the report is adopted in the House. So all what needs to be done is that from where the committee takes the puts the report, it must then on the report state uh, the agreement and but also note give notice that uh, in this case the following parties or individuals uh, have, um, have have reserved their rights and and that's all what you do. You don't they don't have you don't have to give reasons on the on the on their on their reservation or even probably if I, I would have to check even an objection you don't have to place the, what is it you can just say on the report this is how the report was agreed in the committee but note that uh, there was an objection from the following and that's it that's how it is and i understand it to be in terms of the the matter in terms of what purpose does it achieve in the committee to have deliberations I think it's another honorable members, like you said, honorable Malinga, we have dealt with it previously. It's a matter that we must take up on the rules as to what do they mean when they, they make such 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 an opening and uh, probably find a way to see to, to see. Uh, but I think from where we from where we are now, unfortunately the procedure as far as I understand, that's how it is. But 
Uh, uh, I will again check and get advices uh, uh, on, 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 on whether that is a correct interpretation of procedures uh, of Parliament. Can we then as we go on, honourable members, and we will note the... By the way, even in, 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 the, in, the, in the House sitting, uh, beside where a party objects, uh, sometimes a party can make and say, please note our objection or note our, we reserve our right. They call it abstaining. Uh, to abstain on a matter, it is allowed, unfortunately, on the rules of parliament. So we will deal with that issue, though, as we continue to look at the, the challenges, if it does pose. Can we go, Honorable, to the minutes, Honorable Members? I've lost track of... Uh, I've lost track of my... Help me... Chair, the first minutes... Uh, and, and Miss Boss... The first minutes, Chair, it's 7 May, where we dealt with the department on their APP and budget. Yes. Yes, can we deal with that now, honorable members? Yeah, I've got mine. The minutes, do what to do only by installment, or we have to do that. Uh, um... Yes, sure, we have to deal it one by one. Uh, you will bear with me, honorable members. I got kicked out myself. Other members were complaining that they got kicked. I, I got kicked out for for few seconds. Can we take the minutes and suggest that? Anything? Honourable members, corrections. Unfortunately, I don't have the pages from where I'm sitting. Chair, yeah, move adoption. Honourable Mailen. Chair, I second the adoption. Was Honourable Mailen moving? Yes, sir. Yes, Chair. Okay, the next minute. It's 12th May, Chair. Any, check, uh, any corrections? Any corrections? Oh, no, 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 we made the do we need honorable members want us on the minutes to go back? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Do they want us to to uh, is it procedural? I, I took for granted because we are just adopting the minutes. Uh, can we is do we need to 
include what I call the matters arising. Help me my table. You mean, Chai, we need to put the matters arising on each minute? For example, if we were dealing it with the minutes of last week, we'll put a, ma a matter yes, that's that... What that's what I'm asking. We must do them. Can we do them all together at the end, or do you want to do it one by one? No, I'm, I'm asking from my members, do they want us oh. to do or we deal with them at the end of the... Do you agree on our members? Deal with all of them at the end, ne? I suggest so, Chair. I, I, I also agree that we deal with that at the end because if you look at the minutes, uh, most of them are interrelated. Uh, when they when we're doing the the different entities, they were carrying forward, carrying forward. So yeah, at the end, of the in the Okay, honorable members, have we agreed on that? Can we then look at the minute of the 12th member? Chairperson? That's no. Yeah, is that a. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah, thanks, Chair. On the, I don't know which page, but it's uh, 3.2 on Central Energy Fund. I remember the chairperson um, when announcing the chief executive officers that are newly appointed. There was some name uh, on African exploration. Uh, mining and Finance Corporation, uh, some Mrs. BC or Ms. BC has appointed, I don't know whether as CEO or COO, but there was that name uh, that should be reflected there uh, for African exploration. Maybe uh, the team, support team should check that uh, again. We'll follow up on that, Chair. Yeah. So it's fine. Okay. I didn't hear you. I would like another Chairperson? Chairperson? Yes, Honorable I was saying on the minutes 3.2 and 3.2.1, which is uh, uh, around the, the Central Energy Fund, when I insisted that the chairperson of SEF should not tell us that there has been appointment of permanent CEOs, he must attach names. He even mentioned the appointment at African Exploration Mining and uh, Finance Corporation. And I remember the surname CBC. I may not be sure of the entire name. So I'm saying that should be reflected uh, in the minutes as well, that he mentioned an appointment at Africa Exploration and Mining uh, finance cooperation. Oh, okay. I think that can be inserted, uh, honorable members. Uh, 
Any second with the proposed amendment? I do, Chair. I second it. Okay. Minutes of the 19th. The 19th, Chair, is two sets, ne? Yes. Yeah. I said 19th, there are two. Oh, there were two separate meetings. Ish. Correct. Correct, sir. It was, it's like, to me, it was a continuation of the same meeting, but uh, <laughs> they, were, they were scheduled as two separate meetings, although they took place on the same day. Same day. Correct, sir. Okay. The, the, the one was uh, 1,800. The other one was... Uh, 12 o'clock. These times. 12 o'clock to 3, 12 to 3, Chair, and 6 to 9. In, yes, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes these things, they, they confuse me. Um, yes, these times, they are like the grades for me and uh, when uh, I used to have a standard. Honorable members, let's start with the 12 o'clock one. Any corrections? In the absence of that, any mover? Chair, okay, move adoption. Honorable Mailam is moving. Any seconder? Chair, I second the adoption of the minutes. Okay. Uh, minutes off. Six o'clock to to eight, same date. Any corrections? I'm sitting with three. Okay, in the absence of that, any mover? Chair, I, I, I move for the adoption of the 19th May of the six o'clock. Any second, Any second, Chair? Uh, if I'm correct, the second the second uh, set of meetings was with uh, uh, Sanedi. Nexa and uh, uh, yeah, those are the two. I want to say at the end of the meeting, which is point four, adjournment. It can't be that the meeting starts at six and end at uh, here. It's written that it adjourned at three. <laughs> Sorry, we'll rectify that. <laughs> cut, cut and paste, Mr. Mashlaules. Cut and paste. <laughs> With that correction, Chair, I second the adoption. You know, Honorable Marshall, one of the things I've said is that the problem with the virtual meetings is that any possible time you get, and you realize later that you can have as many meetings to an extent that you may even uh, confuse yourself of which is which. So that is the disadvantage uh, that you can get. Thank you for the second act. We were dealing with the 19th, which is times two. Any move of the minutes of the 20th? 
Oh, corrections. Sorry. Corrections. Sorry, sorry. I take it when you are silent, you, you agree. Okay. Any move of the minutes of the 20th? Chair, I would like to move for the adoption of the minutes. Okay. Um, any second? I, I, I second uh, the adoption, Committee uh, Chair. Okay. Uh, minutes of the minutes of the twenty-six corrections. Chair, point of order. Yes, Honourable Mena. Chair, just a question. Can can we approve the minutes because it was a joint committee meeting on the twenty-sixth? Um, are we able, as the portfolio committee, to approve the minutes, and should we not have a joint meeting in order to approve the minutes? I, I don't know the answer. Um, to the best of my knowledge, but we can skip them. I don't think that it's a, it's a, it's a train slash honourable madam, but we can skip them if uh, if there is a feeling of me. But from where we sit, for NA records purposes, we will have as a committee to know to adopt them because there is no. Um, decision taken in terms of the joint. But uh, for the sake of if honorable members will allow, let me go and consult as to what is the best way to handle it. But ordinarily, each committee, from where we sit, we must be able to adopt the minutes as the committee. Chair. Honorable Masam. Uh, uh, I share the sentiments uh, with uh, Honorable Mailam, and while you are consulting, maybe the attendance register should reflect uh, the other house as well in terms of attendance. Okay, now we'll have to look at that. But let okay. me, all I'm saying, Honorable Members, let me let okay. get back Hello? Okay, can I come in? Who's that? Hi, Rico. Hi, Rico. Yes, yes sir. Yeah, Chair, members must remember this was this this was a joint meeting. In Parliament, there are joint committees, like the Joint Committee on Parliament's Financial Management, the Joint Standing Committee on Defence. This was a joint meeting. So each House committee in the different houses can adopt their minutes. So we can adopt the minutes here. Okay, no, wait. Don't worry, we get that's what I was saying. Can I go and consult? Uh, let me say, honorable member, 
the reason I'm saying that I don't think there's age. I'm sure we all agree there's no agency on these minutes. We all agree. My committee members. Agreed, Chair. Agreed. Yeah, let me go and for, for so we agreed on the consultation. We agree on that. Okay, for procedural purposes, but uh, we will come back and adopt the minutes. At least they don't relate because where we have got an agency is on the on the on the on the budget. But uh, as I'm saying, minutes of the twenty seventh. Any corrections? You just adopted the report. Agreed with the report, by the way. It's like you were doing the minutes there. Any corrections? In the absence of corrections, any move of the minutes? Yeah, I do move for the, for the adoption of the minutes. Yeah. Chairperson. Yes, yes, uh, I'm moving for the adoption, Chair. Okay. Chairperson. Yeah, Chairperson, I've got a concern, yes. Small concern, yeah. Uh, if only also we can be reminded which minutes that which one because there were many, as per se. Now, some, some we lost a, a, a track record to say this one happened on this date and this one. Because on some minutes, we might want to put an input, say, but then we don't know which one is that, then it becomes difficult. Can we remind it? Can we get reminded? Let me remind you from where, let me remind you from where I started. We started with the minutes of the 7th. Then we went to the minutes of the 12th. Then we went to the minutes of the 19th. The minutes of the 19th are two. Finding one Sunday. They are for the meeting at 12 to 3. And for the meeting at 6 to 8. And then the minutes of the 20th. And then we were on the minutes of the 26th. Now we are on the minutes of the 26th are the ones that they were joint um, committee meetings, uh, which with the select committee of the NCOP, those ones we have agreed that we will take them to, we'll just get a procedural consultation, but in principle, from where the chair says and the advice from the committee staff, secretariat, is that yes, we have to adopt the minutes separately as the committees of the two houses. Now we are on the minutes of the 27th. Chairperson? I second the move made by Honorable Volmarans that we adopt the minutes of the 27th. Okay, having said so, now let's go back, Honorable Members, as fast as we can. We said any matters arising, but this remember this is a report in total. Um, let me allow members because the report starts from the budget report and reviews, 
start from the seventh up to the twenty seventh, excluding the twenty minutes of the twenty sixth. Any matters arising, members wants to raise on all those minutes except the ones of the twenty sixth. Chairperson, yeah, Chairperson, uh, on the on that minutes where by the department were were coming for the second time with a report for the COVID nineteen. No, let, let's leave let's leave that one. I'm telling that those are the minutes of the twenty six, which were had a joint sitting with the select committee. Those are the ones who said. We will go and check with the, the uh, uh, parliament, uh, the NA, probably the house chair, but procedurally, whether we have to adopt them as the committee, the PC on mineral resources and energy. So we have not adopted those minutes. That's the point I'm trying to say. We will still come to them. Yes, correct, Chairperson. Uh, I agree. But then matters are rising, per se. Now, there can't be matters arising on the minutes that we are not discussing, that we have, we have shared before. And now, when we take them, let's assume if we take them on, on any date, the matters arising will arise when we have adopted the minutes first as a true reflection of the proceedings. Because you have to adopt them first, and then you can discuss or raise matters arising out of what you have adopted. Yes, agreed, Chairperson. But the, you, first, can you understand the reason why? I, why? I'm, what's my point here? I I agree with you, Chairperson. But then, uh, the matter that I want to raise, it accommodates all the, the minutes. It actually, it it's a it's a it's a matter for the committee, per se. It's not necessarily based on those minutes, twenty six minutes of the twenty six, which we still which we are still going to do a consultation on. I, I hope I'm clear, Chairperson. Let me let me hear what you want to say. Yes, what I want to say, although that thing happened on that 26, but then I, I just want to raise it because it covers every sitting. Maybe if I will put it that way, uh, we we are we are a committee, Chairperson, which uh, uh, the department must come to us and uh, table their reports, and then. We help each other in that fashion. But now, there will be uh, 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 there will be a time when we, we, we do the, uh, the, 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 we are seeking for the clarity. Now, we can't be when we're seeking clarity, then we are told that uh, we are angry. There was an incident which happened. It did not go well, as I said, because we need to hold the department accountable as a committee. But now when we ask questions which are being asked by people, now we are saying that we are angry. It's the minister who said that. And that I, I don't find it uh, didn't fit well here because we need to take the minister uh, uh, accountable as well with his department. So if we are here to, to be told which question we must ask and which question we must not ask because if we ask that one, we are angry and all those things. It did not sit well. Uh, Honorable Chairman, I hear you. I don't want to disadvantage you. 
The point is, if an incident, I understand what you say, if an incident happened in the meeting, that incident, we will allow you to raise that point. That incident must be raised on that relevant platform where it took place. I'm not, I'm not denying you, just a little bit, I'm, you are not angry. I can see you are not angry, even myself. Just a little bit of patience. We will, we will, let's take it where it happened. It happened, I agree, on the 26th. You are complaining in the manner in which you feel as a member of the committee were treated. Let's take it in when we deal with those minutes. You have every right, 120 right, to then raise your concern about how what happened in the meeting. And even if you feel, probably from the chair, that you don't feel you are protected, you have a right to raise that matter. I will not stop you. I can't stop you. But I'm saying so that. We don't, we don't raise that issue here, and then we are asked what was the relevance of it here. I, I accept what you are raising. I may not agree with what you are saying, but I accept that you observed something in that meeting. Let's take it in the relevant forum. For now, let's adopt. The, if there is no matters arising, members, let's then agree we close the matter here. Okay. Having said so, honorable members, I think we have come at the end of our meeting. Uh, thank you very much uh, for your contributions. We will do our level best to follow up on some of the commitments that we have made, uh, both ourselves but also to, 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 the, to the department. Um, Let's meet next week, Tuesday. Thank you very much, honorable members. The meetings stand adjourned. Thanks, thanks Chairperson. Thank you, Chairperson. Nah. Really, Nah. Really, Nah.